Welcome to the MetPro Method Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal O'Keefe. Today, I am joined by Jesse Davis, and we are discussing how to detox from sugar. Jesse is a MetPro coach and has 15 years of experience helping clients navigate sugar pitfalls. So I know you are the perfect person to talk to, Jesse. Welcome. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here because I have major sugar issues, <laughs> like major. So I can't not eat chocolate. Like even when I'm at my best on MetPro, there is at least a square of dark chocolate in my life every day. It has gotten better. But if I'm a person who's been binging on sugar this time of year, that could happen. What's mm-hmm. the best way to stop? Let me first tell you that you're a woman and we have a little bit of a harder time than those men do. So, yeah. What is that about? Is that like a hormonal thing? Is that like... I'm convinced it is. I am for sure convinced that there is a biological hormone thing that when it is our time of the month, whether it's the iron or whatever, we don't have to go into those details, that our body needs that cocoa. It needs that dark chocolate. Uh, So I hear you. I need my little chocolate. Not every night, but like you said, it's about getting better. It's about handling those cravings. So first off, those women out there just know it's normal. We struggle more than men. So that's why they say, oh, well, I don't have to eat the whole bag. And you're like, well, I do. So hide it from me. Exactly. (laughs) That happens. Don't worry. (laughs) And like they're men, they're usually taller than us. So tell them to put it somewhere out of sight. (laughs) Yeah. Somewhere I can't find it just by looking. I need a little effort. So I to back up to the question of how do we kind of combat these sugar cravings? The first thing I would ask somebody that's telling me that they are craving sugar all the time, I would actually ask them about how frequently they eat. Because most of the time when we're craving sugar, it's because our blood sugar is low and our body knows sugar is the most immediate fuel source you can have. So it doesn't want vegetables. It wants chips. It wants candy. It wants something that it's going to be able to absorb and have that energy immediately. Being able to distinguish the difference between low blood sugar, I haven't ate all day, skipped breakfast, missed my snacks, it's two o'clock and I haven't had lunch, all I want is to go grab a burrito. That's pretty normal. Your body is in starvation mode at this point of the day, right? You've given it no fuel. If somebody says, oh no, I'm fueled, I'm eating all my food, Jesse, I ate breakfast, I have my snacks, you know, but at dinner time, after dinner, I'm just, I have this hankering for sugar, right? So those are completely different people, mindsets, experiences. So I'm going to talk about the latter, about the person that's already fueled, doing everything they need and still combating that sugar craving that's kind of going on usually at the end of the day, right? We usually don't have it at the beginning of the day. Couple of things could be one, they are underfueled. So no matter what meal plan, if it's a meal plan, we have them on or just something that they've been doing on their own and they make sure that they eat, they could not be eating enough so that by the time the day is over and the body is lacking fuel, it's just looking for that immediate fuel source. The other thing would be is that you are truly addicted to sugar. That's the other alternative. It is very much studies show that sugar is an addiction. It creates the opiate reactors in the brain. It it triggers things. It is 100% related to anxiety and depression. The more sugar somebody eats, the more likely they are to be depressed or have medications to combat those things because their sugar intake is out of control. I was very interested to see what the recommended amount for sugar is. So for those out there that are curious, and of course, women and men were different, were different sizes, different ages. So this is super ballpark, but it says a woman should have about 25 grams of sugar in a day. So if you were to look at like a cup of milk, one eight ounce cup of milk, it's got like 15 grams of sugar in that cup of milk. And people won't even know there's sugar in milk, right? right. So 
we're eating things that probably have sugar in them that we're not even aware of. And that's why we're having these addictions. Cause you're like, I don't eat sugar. Why am I craving sugar? Definitely understand. And then, so men, it's 38. So men get a little bit more sugar in their day. Of course but they you, do. Right. <laughs> so you can look at that and be like, okay, I get 25 grams. I can do that. I can have my chocolate square at the end of the day. Great. Have your chocolate square at the end of the day. If you're feeling like you need more than that, or you start binging, or then we can start again, diving into the specific details and needs. But for the most part, if someone's craving that sugar, I just would like them to kind of become aware of how much sugar they eat in a day, because that's probably a good start of uh, becoming aware of you know what your brain is ingesting. So a way you could probably do that is to take a look at the actual packaging of the things you're consuming and get an idea. Because like you said, a lot of people are not aware that there is sugar in milk. So I'm sure there's other things that sugar is hidden in that we have no idea. Who thinks there's sugar in peanut butter? Because there is. Yeah, <laughs> That's why we say, you know, I mean, we say all natural, but still you have to look at those ingredients, you know, people add sugar to tomato sauce, to ketchup. Why do we add sugar to something that's already sweet? Well, it's the American way. Because <laughs> it tastes better, which leads it to more cravings. <laughs> it is. It is crazy. So, and I could tell you about the fake sugars too, but that's a story for a different day. But I will tell you that if you are the person that drinks diet soda every day, you are a sugar addict. Even though it is fake sugar, your body is addicted to not only that sugar, but the caffeine and the Coca-Cola. But anyways, so diet soda, no, no. Fake sugar, no, no. Wow. <laughs> Have your regular 25 grams of real sugar, wherever it is in your day. And then move on. <laughs> okay. And I know that it's it's best not to have the sweets in the house, but other people in my family, they don't have the same goals that I have. Let's just say that. They also love their sweets. So I can't just take them out of the house. What should I do? I mean, I know you said hide them, but like my husband doesn't want to be responsible for hiding my chocolate. He's like, you know, you're an adult. I don't think that that's cool that I hide your chocolate. So it's yours, ex- you hide it. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, but then I know where it is. <laughs> Just are allowed to give me one little square. I'm a firm believer in trial and error until success. So okay. even if you try something and it doesn't work, try something else. Try something else. Keep trying until you find something that works for you and your family. So again, your husband's not willing to have chocolate. Check. I can't do that one. Right. <laughs> My husband's short. He can't lift up whatever. You know, like there's different things where people will say that we can't do. So number one thing is to make sure that you have good alternatives. So if you are having that sugar craving, then you're going to go to our MetPro recipe treats that we have or somewhere where it's going to tell you, you want to have a strawberry smoothie, you know, like you want to get some strawberries and then teaching people it's about the natural sugars. You want to be able, like sugar is okay in moderation if it's the right stuff. So somebody that is having a sugar craving or they really want dessert at the end of the night, we might say, Hey, yeah, like let's plan on making, you know, frozen banana and peanut butter smoothie, or let's make it. You know, one of my favorites is I take cottage cheese and I'll put a spoonful of crunchy peanut butter because I love crunchy peanut butter and it's delicious. That's low carb. There's no carbs, you know, in that little bit from the peanut butter. But so that's what I would tell my clients that are like low carb. And then I'll put some cinnamon on it, or you could put cocoa powder on it. You know, the creating spices and eating those flavorful herbs and spices and the natural sugars together is so much better for our body and our brain. And the more you do it, the more your body's going to crave it. I never would have thought of cottage cheese as a basis. Like that doesn't sound sweet. (laughs) When I think craving, I do not think cottage cheese. How would you explain the flavor behind that? I'm having trouble picturing. I think you're going to have to try that for your afternoon snack today. Okay. Okay. (laughs) 
for people that like the sweet and salty. So the peanut butter is going to be salty and the cottage cheese actually is going to be on the sweeter side, just the way it kind of mix. And then that's why I put cinnamon on top of it. Okay. So the cinnamon for me is kind of that sweet, sweet addition. You can put applesauce in it if you're trying to get the carbon. So if you're trying to get the carbon, applesauce and peanut butter, and then I might even chop up almonds instead of peanut butter. You know, you don't have to use peanut butter. There's so many different things you can do. That's one of my favorites. For sure. You can also take regular yogurt and mix it with peanut butter, put it in the freezer, and now you've got frozen yogurt. It tastes like frozen yogurt? Like it, you don't yeah. have to do anything to it? It just... I add cinnamon. Cinnamon is yeah. my go-to for anything that's sweet. <laughs> I'll, I'll use my cocoa powder here and there, but I definitely use cinnamon a lot more. Wow. You start making these changes. Does your body have a physical change when you start like eating less sugar? What happens there? How does that work? So depending on the level of sugar addiction, right, it is the same kind of withdrawals that you'll have similar to caffeine or similar to alcohol, where you're going to get the migraines. Your, your body is telling its brain, I'm missing something. I'm missing something. Where's that sugar? So there is like that detox kind of stage. But I will tell you what, every single client that I've ever had on my roster that starts eating cleaner, those sugar cravings. If not, they at least decrease substantially. Probably almost every client, we'll go with eight out of 10. Eight out of 10 clients are going to say, I just, my sugar craving is out of control and I need help. And I'll say, okay, well, first off, we got to fuel you. We got to fuel enough, see how the cravings go. And then sure enough, as soon as they get on plan for three, five days, you're giving your body all this food constantly. It just is asking for different things. It's no longer asking for the stuff that makes it feel bad. Digestion can be a huge indicator. Having way too much sugar, your digestion could get backed up and you're stocked up and you can't do anything. Being aware of if you're trying to eat clean and you start getting headaches, then you probably were eating too much sugar. Or if you're having digestion issues and you feel like you eat a lot of vegetables and you have a lot of fiber in your diet, you might be having too much sugar. I didn't realize that it could affect that much. I mean, I know that it's considered to be a drug for a lack of a better explanation, but I didn't realize that it could affect your digestion. I mean, I guess anything you put into your body can affect your digestion. So that makes sense. I will say, though, that since I've been on MetPro, I have definitely noticed that the sugar cravings are less, you know, and the better I eat, the better the sugar cravings are. And I think that's important to explain to folks because there's that painful period, that detox period where you feel like you're missing something, as you explain. It's good to know there's light at the end of the tunnel, that it does get better <laughs> if you're consistent with it. That's right. That's right. We're retraining our body. We're retraining our palate. We're retraining our mindset. We're retraining the way we think and look at food and exercise, really. And so this is just part of the very normal process, especially in America, in the United States. We have sugar crisis. I mean, I challenge you all to go to the store and start reading ingredients and look at how much stuff has sugar added into it. And you're like, why? Why are we doing this? Why do we have to stay aware of our food to this degree? I'm trying to be healthy, right? Fun fact. As a society, we have spent more and more money as the decades increase on health and wellness and gyms and food. More. We're spending more and we're getting worse in our health. So something's not working. And that's, I think, the biggest takeaway is educate yourself. People listening to this podcast, you're educating yourself already, right? Trying to figure out what can we take away from all the things that's been said to know, okay, what works for me? What is right? There's a lot of stuff out there, right? So if it doesn't make sense to you and your body doesn't feel good doing it, probably not the right thing for you. <laughs> so if you feel good 
and the scale's not going down, that's a different story. <laughs> okay. So just to kind of recap, we have in general in your house, try to reduce the amount of sugar that you have in your house. You have treat yourself, but do it 25 grams for women, 38 grams a day for men and look for hidden sugars in any kind of nutrition, anything you're eating, including things like spaghetti sauce, you would never guess or peanut butter that have sugar in them. And then also try to find alternatives that still get your sweet tooth. They still satisfy your sweet tooth. And so if the cottage cheese and the peanut butter or the yogurt don't work for people, is there a place that they can go to look for other alternatives, other ideas? As coaches, we put together our kind of our top favorites for our sweet treats. So if you are a MetPro member, you just ask your coach for that link and they'll send it to you. I'm not sure if it's on our website, so I don't know, but we could definitely add it if people are requesting, just let us know. But I would also say protein. So I know I kind of skipped, but the most important part of those sweet treats is that if you're going to have sugar, if you're going to have chocolate chips, you're going to have your little peanut butter square or your uh, chocolate square, try to have a little bit of protein with it. That'll help the body absorb that sugar a lot differently. So if we're eating just pure sugar, even if it comes from an apple, that's going to look different than if you're having that apple with some almonds or you're having that sweet treat with some protein. It just allows your body to absorb and utilize those carbs more efficiently. That is so counterintuitive because, you know, we're told our whole lives calories in versus calories out. So you think just eat the sugar because I'm just eating a treat. So I should not add anything to the treat that's going to make it more calories. But no, that's not true. Our body can actually digest better if we add the protein. If you're going to treat yourself to a brownie, have a handful of nuts with it. Is that what you're saying? Like really? Yeah. Well, I would probably do cottage cheese. That's like my go-to, but it's dairy. So some people don't do dairy. So nuts would be another alternative for sure. An almond or a peanut, those are the highest in protein. Or you could do something like just make a protein shake if you're, you know, I mean, that might go good. Unsweetened almond milk, a little bit of chocolate protein powder or whatever, vanilla, and then have that with your brownie. That is going to be a lot better for you than just the protein, just the brownie by itself. Is it true that whenever you do eat that sugar, let's say you don't have anything with it, not only does it uh, your body process it differently, but it also causes different things with your blood sugar, too, which might then make more cravings later. Is that how that works? The more irregular your blood sugar is, the more it goes up and down and up and down and up and down, the harder your body's working. Think about that way, right? Your body's trying to stabilize and it just keeps going up and down and up and down because you're giving it a sugar spike. You're giving it nothing else to eat with it. So if you look at like the glycemic load of certain foods, you'll look and see that they're actually different. Their glycemic load is different if they're added with something else. You can have a glycemic load of a banana and have it be super high. Then you add some protein to it like peanut butter and now it goes down. So to understand, yeah, everything, the way it gets broken down inside the system is much more efficient when they work together versus separately. Jesse, is there anything else people should know in general about sugar cravings? Is there anything we missed? I think you you nailed it all, but I would reiterate the meal timing. Oh. So really for those people that are struggling with their blood sugar or struggling with keeping that blood sugar stable and keeping those cravings at bay, it is all about that frequent snacking. So if you're used to one meal a day, go to two, try to go to three, try to add some snacks, try to do a handful of nuts and a, and a few grapes, you know, finding that balance to keep your blood sugar stable, that's going to be the best first step in regulating and managing those cravings. That is great advice. Jesse, thank you so much for your time today. This has been a lot of fun. Before we go, can you tell everybody where they can find you if they have questions for you? You can find me on Instagram 
although I just got married. So my Instagram has my own name. So that's going to confuse everybody, but you can email me at Jesse J E S S E E at metpro.co. That's my email. And I'd be more than happy to answer any specific questions. Well, I guess that's all for today. If you want to learn more about this topic or MetPro in general, you can also check us out at metpro.co and you can find the MetPro method wherever you find podcasts. So please be sure to rate and review. I'm Coach Crystal with MetPro and I will see you next week. And then until then, remember, consistency is key.